what's up everybody happy month no sorry it's actually tuesday um planned to do the podcast yesterday i had some uh some technical issues i actually had to go and get a brand new microphone um yesterday so hopefully um you know this episode sounds a little bit better to you guys i can already tell for me at least it sounds a little bit clearer you guys might hear a little bit more in the background now <clears throat> excuse me because my previous mic um was a little bit lower tech uh so this you know i got this what is this, a blue yeti it looks pretty nice has a lot more features than my last mic even though my last mic was a blue also blue snowball but <clears throat> excuse me totally irrelevant i'm coughing don't have covid uh just kind of ran up the stairs and was drinking a lot but um drinking a lot of water <laughs> but uh yeah so yesterday couldn't do the show um tried to order a mic i was gonna go to best buy I was looking at Walmart, um, but every place that I looked, I, I, in order to get it delivered, it was going to like show up on like Thursday or Friday or whatever. Uh, so then I looked at Target. Target was able to get it delivered to me like a few hours later. So I actually got the microphone last night, but you know I was doing stuff with the wife. So no time to record the podcast last night. Um, but here we are. Brand new mic. Hopefully it sounds better to you guys. Uh, to me, it's already sounding a little bit better. Um... Yeah, so I'm sorry. I apologize. Wasn't able to do the show yesterday. I tried. I really did. Um, I probably recorded a good, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes worth of the show. And I could hear like this terrible, like feedbacky, staticky sound um, in my headphones. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so I had to completely um, get rid of the audio. I wasn't going to put that out because it was terrible. Now I kind of feel bad because I'm like coughing in you guys' ears. I apologize for that. Um, but on with the show. Um, so this past weekend, um, like see on Friday, me and my wife, we had a little date night, you know, um, got away from the kids. Uh, we just went to like a restaurant, took an Uber so we could have some drinks, had a couple margaritas. It was pretty nice. Um, I actually had a, what was it called? A dosarita. Um, so it's like a margarita with a Dos Equis in it. And that had me, you know, feeling pretty good. Food was great at this place. Um, you know, just me and the wife spending some time together. It was, it was very, very nice. And then Saturday, um, watched a bunch of matches as many as I could. Um, you know, just kind of relaxing, hanging out. Um, but there was a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on this weekend. Premier League started, obviously, uh, La Liga as well. And uh, just gonna get into it. Um, start off with uh, match day three from uh, Ligue 1 in France. Um, let's see, we had Bordeaux 0, Lyon 0, Montpellier 3 to 1 over Nice, Saint Etienne 2 0 over Strasbourg, Lille 1, Metz 0, Angers 1, Rims 0, uh, Dijon 0, Brest 2. FC Laurent, Laurent. I'm, oh, I'm terrible with these names. Uh, two to three uh, against Lens. Uh, Nems lost uh, four to two to Rennes. Monaco beat Nantes two to one, and in a crazy, crazy match, actually, uh, Paris Saint Germain lost one to zero to Marseille. Now this game was in Paris. Um, I did not get to watch this match. I actually saw some of the highlights afterwards, but the, the big, the craziness with this match was that, uh, in the last, I mean, it was actually, you know, in, in extra time, 
or you know, stoppage time, um, at the end of the game, there were five red cards given out. I mean, it was it was pretty nuts. Like, like I said, I didn't get to watch the match. I just saw, <clears throat> excuse me, something. I got an alert on my phone um, telling me that you know Neymar got kicked out of the match, um, and that you know there was just a bunch of bunch of craziness going on. Apparently, uh, one of the players on Marseille, you know, said some some racist stuff to Neymar. Obviously, you know, Neymar is a brown dude. He's not going to take it. And he just basically, I, I didn't see that part, but, you know, they were just kind of going at each other. So, um, Live and Kazawa, Paredes, and Neymar all got red cards at the end of the game. Neymar was the last one to get a red card. He got it like nine minutes after the 90. Um, but in addition to the five red cards, there was also 14 yellow cards and a bunch of fouls in this match. Um, like I said, Marseille won one to zero. They scored in the 31st minute to win it, and PSG not doing too well. I mean, you know, they didn't lose too too many games last year. The season was abbreviated, you know, whatever. Uh, but they still only lost three matches. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say about PSG. They lost their first match to Len, one to zero. Also, you know, they've had these COVID nineteen. Um, Positive tests pop out. You know, they had six that, that tested positive after going to like Ibiza, which, if you don't know, is like one of the three party islands um, from Spain, like in the Mediterranean. There's uh, Mallorca, Minorca, and Ibiza. So, Mallorca and Minorca, you can kind of like take your families to or whatever. I don't think families go to Ibiza. I'm pretty sure, you know, all the time that I spent uh, in Germany, I never knew anybody like. Uh, with kids to take their family to Ibiza. And I knew couples that went there because, you know, people still like to party. But Ibiza is like a party island. Now, you add COVID-19 into it, I'm not exactly sure what's going on. I know not too long ago, Mallorca was kind of shut down because really that's all it's there for is for tourists. Um, but they went and partied after losing the uh, the Champions League final. And, you know, a bunch of them came back positive, including... You know, Di Maria, Neymar. Well, Neymar uh, was able to to play in this game. Him and uh, Di Maria, they got cleared. Uh, but you know, you're still missing Mbappe. He tested positive after playing for France in the uh, UEFA Nations League. Um, but they're still missing, you know, a bunch of people. So they've lost their first two matches of the season, which is just it's crazy. Nobody would ever think that you know right now PSG would be sitting. I think they're in the in the relegation zone. Yeah, it's only been two matches, but. It's still something crazy to see, something that you only see before the season starts when you're looking at the table and it's in alphabetical order. You expect to see PSG that low. After two games, you expect PSG to be on top, had scored at least, you know, four to five goals and, uh, you know, having a minimum of six points, four at the worst, you know. Um, but they're not they're not doing good. They're, they're definitely struggling. And uh, I still think personally, I think they're still going to win the league. Um, but this definitely makes it a little bit more difficult. You know, hopefully in the next, what, 10 days or so, those players that they're missing get to come back. Um, but Marseille, you know, their biggest rival in France, um, they definitely have the upper hand now. You know, we'll see what, what comes out of all these uh, red cards, if there's any additional suspensions given down by the league. Um, but, yeah, it was not a, it's not a good look for, for PSG. So, um, all right, moving on to the Premier League match day one I was looking forward to it you know Arsenal 
finished off the end of last season winning the FA Cup. They started this season winning the Community Shield, um, which is always great. You know, it, for me, seeing the, the winners of the FA Cup beat the winners of the league, especially when it's Liverpool, um, it, it would have been better if it was Tottenham, but uh, it's always, you know, just nice to see. Plus, you know, it's my team. It's Arsenal. So it's pretty excited. Um, Fulham hosted Arsenal. Arsenal went in there and did their thing. Arsenal 3, Fulham 0. Um, Burnley versus Manchester United, that game was postponed. Um, in addition, so was Manchester City, uh, Ashton Villa. Those two games are postponed. Um, they haven't rescheduled them as far as I know. Sorry about the car noise driving down the street. Uh, let's see, we had Crystal Palace 1, Southampton 0. Uh, West Ham 0, Newcastle 2. West Brom 0, Leicester City 3. Tottenham lost to Everton 1-0, which was a surprise. New look Everton, though. So, And uh, yesterday we had Sheffield United hosting Wolves. Wolves won 2-0. And then Brighton Hove Albion won Chelsea 3. Um, the match that, that I watched, too, um, I hate to say it, I didn't get the, to catch all of the Arsenal match, but I did watch all of uh, Liverpool hosting Leeds United. So I know I've talked on the podcast about the uh, the Leeds docu-series that was on, um, was it on Amazon? I think it was on Amazon Prime. And, you know, how good it was. You know, it's a team that had fallen from grace and, you know, new owner. Um, and, you know, I knew a lot of the players on the team from watching that documentary. Plus, you know, like most people, I have this, I don't know, I just don't like Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to see them come out and do well. I didn't expect much from Leeds, and they shocked the hell out of me. So um, I, I literally was just expecting Leeds to come out, you know, look a little rusty, look like they didn't know what they were doing. You know, you still have uh, Liverpool. They're still the the world champions. Technically, they're the Premier League champions. Top team versus a newly promoted team. And I got to say, Leeds came out, and they, they stuck with it. I mean, they... They literally played a brand of football that Liverpool wasn't expecting them to come out with. And it was it was a great match. I mean, they were going back and forth. Now, Mohamed Salah, great player, clearly one of the best players in the world. He scored actually he had a hat trick. Two of his goals came off of penalties, and then the other one that he had was just it was phenomenal. It was something like something off of FIFA. Now I'm not I'm not a big Mohamed Salah like hater. Um, I hate the fact that he plays for Liverpool. But um, he he did put on a show, but that second penalty to me was a little suspect. You know, it is what it is. Um, in the end, it was Liverpool four, Leeds three. It was a great match. Definitely makes me want to continue watching Leeds in the Premier League. Um, I will definitely be watching them. You know, the two times that they play Arsenal. But uh, you know, as long as their their matches don't clash with. Uh, Arsenal matches, I will probably definitely be following them because um, their their manager, Bielsa, he's, I don't know, he's just brought something new, something exciting to the Premier League. And these these players, they're not like, you know, they're not players that, that are household names outside of Leeds. Um, you know, Calvin Phillips, he, you know, he got a, his first cap for, for, for England, you know, in the, the Nations League. And... Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just exciting. It's it's good to see something new, something, I guess, something you kind of have a little history with that I do from that docuseries. But uh, it, it, that was a great match. I mean, that was probably one of the best matches 
that I've seen as like a neutral um, in, in, in a long time, basically because I wasn't expecting any of that to happen. Now, Leeds never had the, the lead in the match, but they definitely should. In my personal opinion, they should have got out of there with one point. Um, you know, it was a little upsetting to see that that second penalty um, derail that. But but they played well. Kudos to them. And like I said, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing them in the future. So, all right. <clears throat> Excuse me. We also had um, La Liga match day one. Um, you know, after the whole <laughs> soap opera with Messi that went on for a few weeks. Um, kind of looking forward to seeing, you know, everybody kind of jump back in. But a couple of matches postponed. Actually, two matches postponed. Um, and then a third was later rescheduled for January. Uh, but let's see. We got uh, Ibar and Celta Vigo play to a 0-0 draw. Granada 2, Athletic Bilbao 0. Cadez 0, Asasuna 2. Alaves 0, Real Betis 1. Real Valladolid and Real Sociedad play to a 1-1 draw. Uh, Barcelona and Eche. <laughs> I destroyed that name. Uh, that match is postponed as well as the Real Madrid-Hetafe match. Um, Villarreal and Huesca play to a 1-1 draw. And then Valencia 4, Levante 2. And Atletico Madrid will play against Sevilla. But as of right now, that match is scheduled for, I think, the middle of January. So match day one, um, just like in basically every other league. I don't think it's going to happen in Germany and probably not in the in, uh, in Italy. But um, the other three leagues, the other three of the big five, they have matches that are going to be postponed probably, you know, well into the future because of COVID and, you know, and this is, this is the start of the season. So who knows what's going to happen um, once the season kicks off, if there's any positive tests or, um, you know, players just, I don't know, anything can happen because they're, they're, it's not like they're playing in a bubble. They're not playing in neutral cities. So there could be some type of, uh, you know, city statute or city law or measure that gets put in place to prevent those from, uh, from happening. So with that being said, though, Syria starts this coming weekend. Um, they're set to begin on Saturday. Um, two matches on Saturday. We've got Fiorentina uh, hosting Torino. And then Hellas Verona versus Roma. And then on Sunday, four matches. we got Parma versus Napoli. Genoa versus Crotone. Uh, Sassuolo versus Calagiri. Uh, Juventus versus Sampdoria. And then on Monday, we have AC Milan hosting Bologna. Then on Wednesday, you got three matches midweek. Uh, Benevento hosting Inter Milan. Udinese versus Spazia. And Lazio v. Atalanta. So uh, definitely on Wednesday, I'm definitely going to try to catch those matches. As long as the other ones don't clash with, you know, <laughs> Bundesliga starting this weekend. Um, you know, we'll see. Plus, you know, there's other matches coming up in the Premier League that I'm probably going to want to watch. Um, plus, as much as I hate to admit it, I don't really watch too much. Uh, Syria, but uh, who knows? You know, maybe this weekend I might get a chance or might just catch a game. I don't know. We'll see. So, but speaking of which, Bundesliga starting this weekend. Um, you know, it's a league that I follow the closest. Um, but we got starting on Friday, uh, Bayern Munich hosting Schalke. Then on Saturday, we got seven matches Cologne versus Hoffenheim. Union Berlin versus Augsburg, Eintracht Frankfurt versus Arminia Bielefeld, Werder Bremen versus Hertha Berlin, my team VfB Stuttgart hosting Freiburg, 
our bitter rivals in Baden-Württemberg. I'll get to that in a second. Borussia Dortmund hosting um, Borussia Mönchengladbach. And then on Sunday, we have RB Leipzig hosting Mainz and then Wolfsburg versus Bayer Leverkusen. Okay, so one of the reasons that uh, I don't like Freiburg, um, one of the, ma- I mean, I, most Stuttgart fans do not like Freiburg because they're another team from Baden-Württemberg that's consistently in the Bundesliga. Because, you know, there's like Karlsruhe, there's other teams, Hoffenheim, whatever. But I went to a match. The first match that I went to um, when I moved back to Stuttgart for the third time uh, back in 2015. Um, I got there like right towards the end of the uh, 14-15 season. So Stuttgart is hosting Freiburg. I went with a friend of mine and some of his work colleagues. And for those of you that don't know, in Europe, they have, for the away supporters, there's usually a separate section of the stadium that is always dedicated to the away fans. And they have like the fences around them. Some of them have like barbed wire on the top and there's usually police lining them. Like you'll see it if you watch it on TV. Um, So we were actually sitting closest to the away fans. Now Stuttgart won that match uh, two to zero, I believe it was. But in like the last five minutes, Freiburg scored like two goals. Now they were both. One of them was I don't know. I don't think it was VAR, but one of them was uh, was taken away because of something that had happened, and the second one was taken away because of it was offside. And let me tell you, the fans from Freiburg erupted. Like you could feel the heat and the anger coming off of them. At least I could from where I was sitting. And so typically, like with a team like that, like a, a team from within the same state. Um, they will take the sections to the right and to the left of them, and they won't put home supporters in those in those stands. So they did that, but we were still close enough to them that like you could look in people, like you could see people's eyes, like that's how close we were. And there was this one dude, and I will never forget this as long as I live. Me and this guy locked eyes, and he he gave me this look, like he wanted to kill me like it was april and this guy didn't have a shirt on i remember it was it was kind of cool you know it wasn't it wasn't wasn't warm i mean it's germany and um i had like a hoodie on and this guy had his shirt off he was clearly drunk and he just looked at me like if the fence the police the the ushers the 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 stands if all that stuff wasn't between me and him he was going to murder me. And I just remember him like giving me the finger and I'm just looking at him like, yo, dude, I'm just here like enjoying the game. Like, like what are you doing? And he, he just kept, I don't know what it was about me. He might not even be looking at me, but it felt like he was like he, this guy wanted to murder me. And they had this sign that said, uh, cause you know, Stuttgart is like, the name comes from, um, raising stud horses in there so it's like stud garden Um, but they put like a pig so like the 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 city flag for Stuttgart has it kind of looks a lot like the uh the Ferrari symbol it's like a it's a Mustang basically and it's yellow and black and but they took it and they put like a pig on it and called it Schweingart because Schwein is how you say pig in German and they're waving this flag anyway they they can't stand us just like we hate them and I say us, even though I'm not living there right now, but 
you know, that's my home away from home. It's my second home. And um, yeah, it was it was just it was like one of the craziest things in the world. But that's one of the things that I love. I absolutely love about football in Europe is that there there are always those moments like that where it's just heated. You know, I feel like you don't really get that a lot of times in American sports. But that's one of the reasons why I cannot stand uh, Freiburg. So whenever we uh, Stuttgart can you know finish above the table or above them in the table, it's it's always great. Doesn't happen very often, especially you know when we're getting relegated or whatever. But um, it's just great, and you know, hopefully this weekend they'll be able to go in there. I mean, it, the game is in Stuttgart, but hopefully uh, Stuttgart will be able to play them hard, get out of there with three points, and embarrass them at the same time. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, um, jumping on, I'm going to talk about some transfers. Um, not going into all the crazy rumors because um, there's a lot of them out there, but you know, I will touch on a couple. Um, so let's see. So Juventus has terminated the contract of uh, Gonzalo Higuain. He had one year remaining on his contract. I guess it was mutual. Um, but right now, uh, I guess apparently he's in Miami already, and he's expected to sign for uh, Inter Miami and play in the MLS. So that makes him and Matuidi, two Juventus players, going to um, David Beckham's MLS bringing more stars, bringing more names. Yes, these guys are getting older, but it doesn't matter. They're still great football players, and um, I'm excited to see what they're going to bring to uh, to the MLS and when exactly it is that they're going to start playing. Um, like I said, Higuain, he just left. Uh, I guess he's waiting on a medical to sign the contract. I'm not exactly sure, but um, he is no longer playing in Europe. He is playing now in South Florida. Uh, PSG, they sent Alphonse Ariola to newly promoted Fulham on loan with an option to buy. Um, this was, this was a complete shock to me. Um, he, you know, he just got back to PSG. He was on a loan spell to Real Madrid, but he's been on loan off and on since 2013, which I did not know. I, I thought Alphonse Ariola was a, was a, a great goalkeeper, but then I realized that the reason that I know his name is because a lot of times when I'm doing career modes in FIFA, I will scoop him up because he's a he's a goalkeeper that's good, doesn't cost much. So because he's always my goalkeeper in FIFA, um, I that's why I know his name so much. I guess I just thought he was so much better because he always performs well for me in FIFA. I know that sounds crazy, but um, and I thought he was a number one goalkeeper, but you know whatever. So he's moving to the Premier League though, which is good. You know, doesn't matter if you're on a newly promoted side or not. Premier League is Premier League, so, and um, hopefully they don't end up going back down to the championship next next season, so um, we'll see, we'll see what happens with him. All right, so the Gareth Bale drama still going on. Um, I just read something right before I came here that uh, Real Madrid is trying to get him moved back to the Premier League, possibly. There's a rumor that Tottenham has opened up the idea of sending Deli Ali to Real Madrid for or as part of a deal um, to get uh, to get Gareth Bale to return to London. So um, the problem with Bale, though, is his wages. Dude, wait, he makes entirely too much money. Uh, that's why I thought, you know, a couple of seasons ago when they were talking about sending him to China, it would have worked out for everybody. It would have worked out for Real Madrid because they would have got that wage bill off of their books. It would have worked for China because he's bringing in a big name, good player. And it would have worked for Bale because he would have been making like a million dollars or euros or whatever a week so it was like a win-win-win for everybody but for whatever reason 
the president of Real Madrid was like, nah, I don't, I don't like money. And I just want this guy to sit on my bench and not play. So, um, there, he's still there. So, uh, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. It could be nothing, but who knows? Maybe he'll be, you know, back in London playing for, uh, Jose Mourinho in the next couple of weeks. All right. Last but not least, right before I started recording, I got a notification that uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, he signed a new deal with Arsenal. He'll be at the club until 2023. And, you know, coming off the back of the, or, you know, the back of last season and the beginning of this one, FA Cup, Community Shield, big win against Fulham to start the Premier League season. Um, And he's at the captain. So it'll uh, hopefully lead to a good season. That's one less thing that Arsenal fans and the organization actually has to worry about and uh we'll see we'll see what happens hopefully it means uh it means good things for the club but that drama is finally over and uh can move forward now so all right i'm going to uh, take a quick break and i will be back in a second all right welcome back all right before i end the show um, there's something that I was thinking about that I just kind of want to put out there. I don't know why, but I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Maybe because, you know, sports right now is kind of weird. And um, I don't know, there's just like a whole bunch of stuff going on. But I was thinking about the concept of all-star games. So in football, you don't really have them. Um, the MLS does. They have an annual all-star game where... The MLS will take their best players, and typically they'll play against another team from like Europe or whatever. Um, during the summer, it'll be you know summertime for the players coming from Europe. It'll be like midway through the season for the MLS players, so it kind of, it's kind of in line with the rest of American sports. Aside from the NFL Pro Bowl, which plays their All Star Game at the end of the season, uh, Major League Baseball, the National Basketball Association, National Hockey League, they all play their All Star games in the middle of the season. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, the MLS used to do an all-star game like an East versus West, kind of like, you know, the rest of North American sports does. But I was thinking, like, specifically talking about Europe, for example, they could do something like have an all-star type tournament. Now, you know, you could say, oh, well, you know, Europe has that in like the Euros or whatever, but I'm talking about like club level, right? So... I was thinking, I'm doing a lot of thinking about this. I don't know why, but right now in Europe, you have every two years, you have a major tournament. You either have the World Cup or you have the Euros. And then, um, you know, let's say before COVID happened, um, next summer was supposed to be the, the FIFA Club World Cup. Now, because of COVID, everything has kind of moved and pushed a little bit. So, you know, it would take a little bit to implement this. But imagine, so you have three three years where you have tournaments consecutively for the summer. World Cup, Club World Cup, Euros. Then there's that fourth summer that's essentially open and free, right? So imagine if UEFA took, they have that coefficient thing, the coefficient ranking. Imagine if they took that coefficient ranking and said, hey, these top eight leagues, for example, we'll just take eight because it's, it's an easy number. We're going to put together a tournament and you give us your, you know, all-star team for your top league. So right now, 
the um, the UEFA coefficient. And for those of you that don't know, the UEFA coefficient is used to determine basically how many slots um, leagues get for the Champions League. That's why Spain, England, Italy, and Germany get four automatic spots for the group stage for the Champions League, but then uh, France only gets three. You know, and it, it depends on how how your league performs in the tournaments, and that gives you points, and you can move up and down the coefficient. That that's a whole nother completely that would that would take me like two hours to explain um but right now the top eight teams in order based on the uefa coefficient are spain england italy germany france and those are the big five the top five leagues in europe then you got portugal russia and belgium so and you know those can move around based on how clubs from their countries perform in uefa competitions so just imagine every four years on that fourth summer where there is no tournament, you take a all-star team from La Liga, the Premier League, Syria, Bundesliga, Ligue 1, the Portuguese League, the Russian Premier League, and then the Belgian League. And you put them in an eight-team tournament, single elimination, to determine essentially which league is the best in Europe once every four years. Just been thinking about that. It's something that will never happen probably because who cares? First off, the players aren't going to want to do something like that because it's more games to play. The The leagues might like it because of exposure. Plus, if you're the, the league that wins, you know, obviously you're going to have bragging rights for four years. Um, the clubs aren't going to like it because... Essentially, they're not getting a cut in on that. UEFA would love it because it's more money. But like I said, it's just something that I was thinking about. Let me know what you guys think. I know it sounds like a crazy idea. It, it is, it's so much of like a North American sports type thing. Because in, in Europe, they don't do all-star games like that. So, But yeah, I was just thinking about that. So you guys, let me know Let me know what you guys think. And uh, you know, just, just hit me up on Instagram or Twitter or email. I'll leave all that in the show notes like I always do. So, um, But that's it for this week. Next week, I'll give you my predictions for how I think the top five leagues in, uh, in Europe are going to play out. And, um, you know, more results from, you know, this, this coming weekend. So I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, catch some of the Bundesliga and Serie A matches that are starting this week. And, you know, as well as Premier League, League uh, and uh, La Liga. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. Wash your hands, wash your masks. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. All right, bye.